Radio Live. Superpowers. Okay, we're here with Yanon Landenberg, a serial entrepreneur, well-known expert in the interactive media field, a highly sought-after lecturer at technology conventions, and a featured TEDx conference keynote speaker. Yanon, welcome. Thank you. What are you up to these days? I'm uh, up to uh, helping uh, parents have some more peace of mind about the day-to-day of their children. And this is through your uh, venture, Bosco. Right. So what does Bosco do? Bosco is a, is a simple app that you install on your, on your phone as a parent and invite your kids to it. We are not hiding it from the kids. We want them to know that the parents care for them. And uh, we uh, try to keep as much as we can uh, the privacy of the kids uh, while analyzing all the data that go to their phone, which is their life. Uh, and uh, using very high-end technologies, uh, we uh, update the parents when the kids need their help and intervention. So uh, what's an example of that? Well, uh, we're starting from location. We build a very strong uh, geofencing uh, tool, so we know when the kid enters or leaves a safe zone like school, home, after-school activity, grandparents' house. We analyze all the text that goes to the kid's phone, in, including encrypted uh, messaging like WhatsApp. And we update the parents when the kid is uh, bullied by his friends, when uh, he's threatened by his friends or other people. We analyze all the images that go to the, through the kid's phones or the kid uh, took uh, with the camera. And they update the parents when there is nudity and violence or violence. Uh, we analyze the mood of the kid based on tone detection uh, to know when the kid is in, a, in, a, in stress or or threatened by by his friends or, or other people, uh, and more things like that. We analyze the behavior of the usage of apps. When the kid is uh, using less uh, communication apps, we understand that he's trying to avoid co- uh, communication. Uh, we analyze the number of friends he has on social media. Today, kids, when they want to threat one another, they say, I'm going to unfollow you on Instagram. So we analyze the number of friends. We are doing a lot of... Uh, a behavior analysis uh, based on the technology. And this is, uh, are you working with psychologists? Yeah, yeah. Or... We have uh, two of the leading researchers uh, in the world from Bradford University uh, that are specific working around the threats uh, on kids in, in the digital era. And, and when you say kids, like how old is a kid? Because I'm, um, I can imagine that at a very early age, kids are shouting and screaming and not, enabling their parents to have that peek into their lives? Uh, we are aiming to kids from when they receive their first phone until the age of 15 up to 17. De- when do kids receive their first phones? Depending on the markets. In Japan, it's six years old. Oh, my God. Uh, in Israel, it's seven and uh, eight months uh, and going down. Uh, in the UK, it's a little bit more. In the US, it's around eight and a half. So depending on the, huh. on the markets. Uh, but the, oh, the funny thing is that the, when you give your kid the first phone, it's for you, it's not for them. So you can you want to know where they are. Yeah, you want to know where they are. You want to call them. I came to pick you up, come out. 
And after three to six months, they make it their own. So in the beginning, they even forget taking it from home. Hmm. So, uh, because it doesn't have smartphone facilities, are these like stupid phones? No, they even if they have smartphones, they are not used to it. It takes them time till they, they get used it's to true. it. Yeah. But what amazes me about that is, you know, something that I, I can't even explain to myself. It's sort of like, I call it the love and relationships in technology. Because what I assume is, you know how you love someone very much mm-hmm. and you fall in love because they're charismatic, but after you're with them a long time, you start hating it because you're, you know, that thing that you loved is also what other people will love and maybe jealousy or anything else happens. But technology is the same thing because... I see it as like the example you gave us right now. When I give a child at six years old the telephone, and this has to do with also the startup that you're talking about, I'm actually doing it for myself because I want to feel secure that I know where my child is. And then when at 11, we're saying, listen, they're using it too much. Why are they using that phone that much? And it's the exact thing that helped us feel secure. So I feel also in privacy, like I was just asking when an idea and also when I read about it in the beginning, you're doing something amazing, which actually, uh, one of like, it actually would help statistically. The more you know, not even if it's in the end game right now, the more you know, the more you can help. True. And and also, but that's the same thing that I'm going to hate because my child won't do stuff alone. Okay. Maybe. So uh, the phone is not the problem. The problem started much before when you gave your kid the phone when you were driving with your in your car for for him to be quiet in the backseat. So when he's six, seven, eight, this is what he knows. He doesn't know anything else. And you started with that. But you cannot fight it because kids today meet less and less in the physical world and more and more in the virtual world. No, I understand. But there's there's a difference between motivating him and showing him other options. And at the end of the day, he chooses to be on his phone. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going to give a different, that has to do with the startup. Maybe we'll go to the different direction with that. Because some people would say, if the kid has more privacy then he would have more problems and he would solve more problems. He becomes more independent. If we're eavesdropping or knowing what's going on, maybe we're helping them too much and then they don't know how to help themselves. Have you guys seen the Black Mirror episode? Yeah. You, you must have, where the mother Season is like four, within... episode two. Thank you. I mean, you're probably preaching it, but like the mother is in the eyeball of the, the girl and it escalates to very dark places. But what I think you're doing here is different in the sense that this is sort of like uh, an alarm that only goes off at extreme cases, correct? Right. right. So we don't give all the information to the parents, only the only the actionable uh, things when uh, the kid is threatened or when he's doing. We are we are trying to help parents know about threats that they even didn't know exist. So we are trying to bring the parents the information they need and and the, the alerts they need without them even knowing they need it. Uh, the reason why we are doing all kind of uh, day-to-day things like location or battery level, we analyze the battery level and we will update you when your kid's phone is less than 15%, is so we will have high retention. Because most of the time, your kids are okay. But you need to have our app in two years from now when something will happen. Right. It's a very complicated thing. You know, like people pay to use our app in order not to use it. It's like insurance. Right, right. You don't want to use your insurance. Right. And, and, and you don't feel a sucker when you didn't use it in the end of the year. And Inan, this is like a passion project of yours? It is passion. It started from a need I had as a parent to three kids, uh, where I understood that there is nothing that is suitable 
for the change in in the childhood and the parenthood that we have today. And I didn't understand it in the early ages of my kids. It took me time to understand that, you know, their childhood totally changed and my parenthood as a parent totally changed and the way I was educated by or raised by my, my father. What's like the biggest difference in your opinion? I think the biggest uh, difference is that it's two things. The first thing is punishment. We don't have punishment today. Why? I don't know. We decided that we're not going to beat our children. We're not going to lock them in the room. We, we decided, you know, we were brainwashed that it's a bad thing. And maybe because we suffered from that. And we decided that we're not going to do it. But I think the biggest challenge is that we get much less respect from our children as parents. Because for me, the smartest person in the universe was my father. When I had to know something, I asked him. He gave me the answer. And I don't know if it was right or wrong, but I had no way to challenge it. Today, whatever I say at home, my kids will challenge me on Google. So in 50% of the time, they'll say, Dad, you're wrong. So they, they even don't ask me. They asked me once. I didn't answer fast enough. So they went to Google. And from then, they stopped asking So it's me about questions. knowledge. And you're not the knowledge source right. that you it's use. Not respect. Only, it's respect. Because what what is your what is your position in the house you know you don't punish them you they don't give you respect as someone who is very smart but you used to respect your parents because they were the, your knowledge source yeah and but since that shifted i think the respect went with it but they were they were much more than that they were everything for me they were my channel of communication when i wanted to go to a friend i used to ask my mother to set me a meeting mm-hmm. you know with a friend today they, they don't need us like you know they it's a very complicated time. It's also for them changed dramatically, you know. We have 10 times more cars in the streets than we had 20 years ago. Uh, the bullying, you know, we were bullied in school. We came back home. We had a relief until the following day. For them, it's uh, crazy. They come back home and it follows them into cyberbullying. And like everything is like on steroids. Everything is like much more multiplied. Scary. Yeah, it's and you know the fact that they have information, it goes to all all around. You know, they they see on the story on Instagram all the time what their friends are doing and where they are not invited to. So you you don't even need to to tell them anything. They they feel bullied without being bullied. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of challenges that, to be honest, we cannot change. We can't we can't take it back. You know, the fact that I'll give my my kid, a, a dumb phone when he's young, you know, I'm actually... No, you don't know a challenge because you're saying negative stuff. I'm going to give you the opposite. Yeah. They don't need to ask you, which is a self, like, it's a respect thing on the other side. They know everything and they can learn anything and they're open up to anything. Of course. Which is a giant advantage I would want it too when I was in. Of course. The kids today are much more smarter than, they have much more information and sources of information. Uh, some will challenge and say that they, they don't have the depths. It's, it's only on the sur- surface. It's much wider, but less deeper. But let's be honest. Who needs all the, the depth in uh, this it's information? It's in the world. So if they want to know something, they, they can it's learn there. about it. They have the access. So there are a lot of benefits. I'm, you know, I'm not talking about the benefits. You know, I'm trying to prevent the, the challenges and the problems. But uh, definitely, you know, this is something that you, you can't go back. It's like it's too good. Right. It's too good. It comes with a lot of challenges. You know how many people died from car accidents 
140 years ago? Zero. They weren't cars. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, one of the things that uh, we are using a lot to show the challenges of technology is we are not talking about cars. We are talking about bicycles. You know, so many people die from riding on a bicycle or from an accident or from falling. And then we, start, we, we started to ride with helmets. But people go on riding on bicycles because they find the good side of it or for transportation or for sport or whatever. Right. We don't stop riding bicycles. Right. The same thing here. Uh, the challenges but are, are becoming more and more complicated. The screen time that the kids have is rising dramatically all the time. But, you know, from time to time I meet people uh, that are crazy. They go with two, two mobile phones and one Apple Watch. And, you know, how can you complain about a child? I get it. Okay. I get it. <laughs> How can you complain about a child? You know, we are all the time on the phone. If you, if you check in the end of the day how much time you were on the phone, yeah, it's, it's an average four and a half uh, hours. Especially if you're using a little bit ways and you're, you're watching some... I get YouTube. it. The phone is amazing. It does so many things. So There's no way back. There's, there's no, no way, way back. back. This is the new world. Also by privacy. That's why I think the, what you're developing is amazing because you started uh, saying about, you know, in the beginning you started, you said the children also know about the app and they allow it. Right. But of course, like I'm thinking of the difference. We like I'm using ways to get home faster and giving out where my address and where my girlfriend is and mm -hmm. what I'm doing all day, like everything I'm giving out and I'm going to have a problem giving that out. That's helping me getting home. This is helping me save my kids. So yeah. privacy is not an issue. Google knows. No, the privacy issue is from the kids end. But as you know, I'm saying, you don't ask the kids. Yeah, but the no, kid no, has Instagram and Okay, always, the, always, kids, yeah. the kids don't think about privacy like we think about Of course privacy, not. Because <laughs> they don't know anything else. You know, you, you still are coming from an era where you had some privacy. They didn't ever have a privacy and they, they don't care about privacy. They understand the benefit of uh, giving their information. They understand that if they give their information, they will have... A better a, experience. A better experience, a more personalized experience. They will have... A, their Instagram will arrange content that is relative to them. So they don't care about that. But, you know, from a legal point of view, uh, we are actually taking the consent from the parents. Because, okay, let's be honest. Kids are... It's illegal for kids to... Uh, when they install an Instagram, they lie about their ages. Right, right. It's, it's Anyway, it's illegal for them to install anything. So when a parent installs the app, he will give us the consent to collect the information, but only for his use. We are not sending it to any third party. It's like, can they not delete that? It's complicated, but they can because, it, you know, they are better than the parents on technology. So they can, but the parent will get an alert on that. So what are you trying to hide from me? Right. And let's talk about that. Right. Now... You know, when, when you're talking about installing apps like this on your kid's phone, in the end, we need to be parents. It's just like, you know, like kids hate riding with a, with a helmet. Right, and right. we make them ride with a helmet. The same thing here. You want a phone, you will have something that will give me some so peace of mind. So what's the status of Vasco these days? Well, we have 450,000 uh, users globally. Nice. have a subsidiary in Singapore for uh, distributing in Southeast Asia. Uh, we have, uh, uh, we are working on uh, partnerships with distributors globally. We are launching this week in Brazil and in Mexico with two different uh, distributors. Congrats. Uh, do, do you have like a thank you story? Like, is there, yeah. is there a story like where, 
Well, you said to myself, oh my God, I'm so happy I made this application because... Look, it's very complicated to get uh, reactions from parents uh, on this issue because... You know, it has to be something bad that happens. Yeah, so they're a little bit embarrassed to say that they're using it and they, they, they when something bad happens, it's more complicated because they feel that it's, it's, their, their, fault. it's their fault. Right, right. So, th- you know, these are things that people are writing about us publicly uh, on the stores and sending us emails and it's like... It's amazing. It's uh, the retention is very high. Once they subscribe, they go on. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking at? No, no. This, so the, 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 like a, a review uh, that the software is really uh, good. You know, it also helps. It protects the children, uh, but also um, they are less scared on a daily basis, which is really important. But more importantly, is on the other side, they get really quick response. So. Even if they get stressed out, they they get their response really quickly, and they're very happy about the application itself. So, but yeah, their fault is uh, is this, a good one. These are things that uh, we are receiving all the time, and uh, you know, it's it's very it's very unusual that fifty uh, percent of our users uh, on their first payment they pay for a yearly subscription mm-hmm. and not a monthly subscription, so they get a two weeks free. And after the two weeks, they understand they're going to use it for a, for a year and they want to get the discount on the yearly basis. What kind of a UI analytics do you send to the parents? So how did you decide to make a UI that the parents would understand and like? It's uh, all built in a way that you have a dashboard of the parent where uh, you can actually see all the highlights. So this is uh, the, like the apps. This is the number of pictures we analyzed today. Uh, this is the tone detection. Okay, messages. You can see back and forth. Uh, but you get a daily report in the end of the day with the highlights of everything we analyzed. And if there are problems, you got them as, as a push. But if not, you just uh, you just can see what we analyzed. We analyzed enormous amount of data. So, so yeah. keep, people can't see this. So I'm just going to say them. Yeah, the beautiful thing about it is if I'm a parent, then like, it's very simple. There's nothing yeah. complicated. And it's very macro level, right? Yeah. So what happens if I want to get to diligence on like the fence of this 92 and 1? Yeah. So, uh, okay, I have here, but you can see only the problematic message itself. Okay, the conversation before and right. after. But you can't see all the messages we analyzed. So we, you only get the, the problematic messages. Now, another thing. I'm guessing, I'm not a child anymore, unfortunately, but I'm guessing today the amount of language and pictures mm-hmm. are insane just in my WhatsApp groups of emails yeah. that are very old i get weird ass pictures so i'm just thinking they get <laughs> the amount that's indescribable yeah. how do you know the difference how do you differentiate between the you know dangerous ones than the normal mainstream ones so uh, uh actually our partners for uh, development is panasonic company and uh, we developed with them very strong uh, ai machines uh, that are looking for a specific uh, uh, analysis. So, you know, if we're going on, on images, let, let's say, we are not we are not trying to understand what's in the image. Okay, we are looking for specific objects. You know, not like when you when Google is analyzing an image, they try to understand what's in there. Is there a Coca-Cola can? Is there a microphone? Is there a human body or whatever? And okay. then try to use it. We are looking for nudity, we are looking for violence, we are looking for, for a knife, we are looking for fire, we are looking for a breast, we are looking for specific things in the images. Once we find them, 
uh, we can analyze uh, another level. So uh, as an example, if we see like a, a young girl uh, wearing a bra, uh, we will take it to another level of analysis and then we will try to understand what's in the image. And then we want to see if there is by mistake in the, behind her a, a beach, a swimming pool, bra, sun, it means that she's with a bikini because the machine doesn't know if it's a Victoria's Secret or, or, or a swimming suit. If we see a neon light or a toilet or a mirror, it's a problematic image. So we are going specific on the things that we are looking for and the problematic things. Uh, with the use of the, the research we are doing from the uh, psychological side and the reactions we are, giving, we are receiving from the parents, because the parents give, can give us a reaction to every alert we send them, we improve our text analysis and our image analysis all the time. Right. So it's like two levels of, uh, of uh, analysis. And how would you answer to who looks over the overwatcher? Uh, so uh, when we, uh, we are doing a training session every month uh, to the platform itself, uh, because there are all kinds of things. Like just uh, as an example, okay, you're coming from North America. In North America, there is a new slang word for penis every year. Okay. What's, okay. What's like this the Austin Powers. Uh, what, what's yeah, this like Perk. Perk is an old one. I, I don't. I don't remember all. Okay. But there is just want to be trendy. There is every year a new. Uh, so uh, we actually uh, receive from a community that we have of parents uh, the new threats that they think they are around them, and there are parents that are very involved, uh, specifically uh, not being any racist, but it's specifically women. Uh, you know, when we when we look today on our 450,000 users, uh, we have a, a feature that the the mother and the father can decide what kind of alerts they want to receive on the same child. So the father only wants to receive, in average, uh, nudity and text analysis, and the mother wants everything and actually asks for more. So uh, the you know, for us, from a marketing point of view, it's like the best thing in the world. It's the most viral audience in the world. It's months. Right. So once they are satisfied with something, they start to explode. Send everything right. on their WhatsApp groups. Uh, moms of uh, this kindergarten. That, that varies in between cultures too. Like I'm thinking, like the psychologists they have or anything, it's so different if I'm talking about, let's say, North America, Latam, or Israel. Like it should be, like what what would be maybe in. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm saying this out of no knowledge, what would be maybe an insult or aggression in Turkey yeah. is something totally different in the U.S. It's true. And uh, for that, our, our machine is working on three levels. Uh, so the first level is like the, you can imagine the, the basic algorithm that is uh, analyzing things in average. Then the second level will be the local analysis. Of course, a girl in uh, Indonesia that goes with a short sleeve is a problematic uh, image. Right. Uh, so then we have the local analysis. And on top of all of that, we have the personal analysis. So in the first few weeks, we learn the child itself. Uh, you have kids that uh, use a lot, uh, uh, say a lot fuck in, uh, in their text. And their parents don't care about that. So if the kid says a lot of fuck in his world, in his uh, communication, we stop uh, alerting on uh, fuck. Unless... Uh, uh, we find it as something that is uh, aggressive against him. So when I when I I tell you "fuck you," it can be also a slang for you're joking, and kids use it a lot. 
Right. But when someone says, I'm going to fuck you and I'm going to beat you up, and this is something we want to alert. Right. So we are... We have the basic algorithm. We have the local uh, algorithm. And that's why you're using distributors? Because you said before you... you, you... Well, we're using distributors for uh, two main reasons. Uh, The first one is to help us in the localization. And the second thing is for distributing. You can't expect to sit in the the Silicon Moshev in Rishpon and uh, take over uh, Mexico or Turkey or uh, I don't know. No, but taking over, you're talking about the application. So yeah, but you need to you need to do uh, marketing. You need to have PR. You need to have a face in the market. You need to have moms that rely on you. In a year from now, it's going to be mandatory. You will, when you will give your kids a phone, they will have an app that analyzes. It won't be a question. Now it's a transaction error. Yeah, yeah uh, we're still you. we are and still. What's the business model? Five dollars per month. Right. From a parent. Oh, I'm a client. I'd get it like uh, before I'm asking these questions. I don't know but I, I know myself and I'm data reliant and I, I already gave up on privacy as an ocean once I want to be, you know, my my life is so uh, efficient today. Oh, but I they, have to give up on privacy. For your kids, you know. I've been talking to Google privately since like 1999. He knows everything. More than my wife or anybody no, else. Oh, that's sure. But so. look, but but our parents had like a personal diary that we used to write. And they mm-hmm. would read it from time to time at night. And, <laughs> and they were very smart. We had less time on the phone. They, had, they actually had to talk to us. Yeah. And, and look, they heard when we fought with our friends, they could pick up the landline from the, from right. the bedroom and listen. You don't have all that. So actually, by law, you do, your kids don't have any privacy until the age of 18. All the privacy is owned by you. You are the official apotropos. Uh, uh, since we are not selling the data to any third party, we are analyzing the data for you. We are not replacing you. You still need to be a, the most amazing dad in the world. Mm-hmm. But we are bringing you more information that you don't have now. You don't see when your kid is standing in the in the street and speaking with a stranger. Your parents could see when you are speaking with a stranger. You can't see when your kid is street. He can sit by you on the sofa in the weekend and text with all the world. You don't know who he's speaking with. Or when they're playing on their Fortnite with their microphones and headphones. And what 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 would you say the end game is? Like if you see this at the, at the end, what would you what do you think it's going to be? For what, the end of what? This product, like it's going to get to a point. It's going where... to grow to be millions of users, subscribers. It's going to be a very successful company that is going to be sustainable. And it's going look when you want to do something good, you can go and raise donors to give you money and donate, and then you need to go on. Raising do- donations all all the time. It's like it's not a business. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we believe that uh, we can build a very profitable business uh, that will be sustainable and uh, will be a very high valuated uh, company. Do you have competitors? Oh, there are there are there are some competitors. That's most a good of thing. them, yeah, most of them, but are coming from the from the old times of the of the computers. They started as like all kind of antivirus companies, mm-hmm. Norton and so on. Oh, uh, that still exist? Yeah, they still exist. Yeah, they have a solution. Uh, McAfee, companies like that. Uh, most of them are coming from a parental uh, control point of view, uh, which they still think they can control their kids. But you know, when you when you go to uh, YouTube and you search for how to bypass this or that company, you will find one and a half million videos of kids showing how to bypass it. <laughs> And the simpliest way is Parody. to just 
Yeah, just just use Safari browser, and then no one can. Uh, By the way, do you what? What do you do with the apps like Telegram? We analyze everything. Everything, amazing. That was actually my next question. I was wondering this: How many kids do you have involved in this uh, project? From our from our side, yeah, yeah, we have communities in the markets. Like in Israel, we have five because that would be the key factor. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't know what you're searching for, but they definitely do. Yeah. But uh, more than that, they're the uh, rats. We are getting more and more. Like you know, you don't know. It's just as you said. I'm actually, I agree with him. I'm in a transaction right now, right between what I was in a child and what I feel right today. It's not the same difference. They're living it today, so they probably have. 7,000 things that I haven't thought of but look, as opportunities. The, the transaction yeah. will uh, disappear and the, you know, you won't, you won't have any doubts once you hear something that happened. Yeah. No, no, I understand that. are hearing more and more. It, it's like, it's, it's, it's one day you, you, hack, you are but... transformed from a child to a parent. It's like, uh, you know, I see a lot of my friends are trying to be their best friends of their kids and, you know, it's like, okay, you are not supposed to be their best friend. You're supposed to be their parent. So you can be a good parent. You don't. You you don't need to spank them. You don't need to punish them. But you you don't definitely don't need to be their best uh, friend. They have best friends. So uh, I think that it's like once your child is around six, seven, eight years old, and you start to hear about the challenges, and you start to understand that your kid is also going through these challenges, it's a non-brainer. It's like there there is no question. You're going to use the technology like that. So. Uh, Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see it growing. It's uh, building up now much faster. It's a, a long process. We're working on it around three and a half years. And uh, now that we went to the MWC in Barcelona, uh, we started to talk with the potential partners. And uh, now that the partners are starting to uh, roll out, and we see more and more Instagram pages in uh, Indonesia, in uh, Turkey, in it's Mexico, in, like it's it's amazing to see it uh, growing. So uh, now we only need to uh, turn it into a profitable company. Incredible. And this is uh, not the first time you're going to turn a company. Yeah, but this is, this is like uh, profitable. It's uh, but this is we're doing good, you know. It's yeah, like, weren't not, you doing good not, before? It's not it's not, uh, it's not uh, creating new problems to people. Well, is that what you were doing till then? Yeah, mostly. Uh, take us back a bit. Most of the things we do in the tech is creating a new technology. We're talking new uh, challenges. Uh, we're talking now about uh, about the phones and the challenges that the phones are bringing. So uh, I was uh, a long time in the digital marketing era. When did you enter that field? Like, how old were you? Nineteen ninety eight. So. I'm, yeah. I'm still, I'm very curious. I, I want to understand, like, before you, you feel like you were doing stuff that's what was meaningless before because you spent, I mean, you have quite a lot of, uh, you've, you've gone through quite a, the journey. Yeah. I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, in some time, you know, after motivating people to consume more things and spend more money on things they don't need, I think it's like you're looking for some, you know, to do something meaningful with all the experience. So not only make money. No, it's 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 Maslow classic, classic yeah. Maslow. You know, survival. You made it well. You've done well for yourself. Now you want to do well for others because you can really afford it. And it's a great thing, by the way. I get it. So, how do people replicate that? If I understand correctly, you're saying like you sort of took some sort of path uh, to make money, and now I was young. I was 26 years old. I didn't know anything else. When you founded your yeah, first company, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know anything else. It looked cool. It was internet. When I was walking in the street and someone said ICQ, 
I turned around and said, okay, this is my brother. You know, people weren't there. So I, it was unique. So, uh, and it was, it was relatively easy. We were the best in what we did because we were the only ones. So like, and, and weren't you passionate about what you were doing? Oh, of course I loved it. I loved it. But, but in some stage you understand that you what know, were you, you you're not bringing value. What were you doing then? Because I, I want to believe that you know, a business will only be successful if it's bringing value or if it's corrupt. Yeah, but no, okay, not corrupt. But, uh, sure. But we brought value, you know, we helped Coca-Cola sell more cars. We helped Ford Motor Company sell more cars. We helped, you know, Cellcom uh, sell more mobile uh, phones. We helped them, you know, we brought them value. They paid us good money and we gave them good, uh, a good product. But, you know, when, when you are alone at home at night and you think about what, what value are you bringing, you know, in general, it was like, uh, you know, it's okay. like... Actually, this is the thing that I'm hearing a lot. I understand exactly what he's saying because what he's saying is we had this conversation. Yeah, it's an impact. Yeah. So the impact is different. He had an impact. He had an impact on B2B businesses yeah. and helped the economics grow. But as a person, especially when you, I think it also has to do with a little bit of responsibility, you feel a little bit more responsibility, sort of like, what kind of king are you? Are you a, a king that goes out every night, you know, into a party and gets drunk and go to sleep? Are you a, a king yeah, that I wants agree. to be bu- building uh, economics or a king that wants people to say or yourself to feel that you're helping out society? You can choose. Every king is okay. So I'm curious, like what went on in your head, like when you were in uh, ideologic, were you starting to sort of feel this ease and that you want to do something more impactful? Uh, or was it something that you felt in retrospect after you sold that company? Like what happened, what went through your head? Look, I'll tell you, I, I, uh, I, uh, I was feeling that I want to do something that uh, I'm more uh, proud of what I'm doing and not only proud of the results. Okay, so yeah, the results were amazing in Ideologic. We were winning all kinds of prizes around the world. We had the best clients in the world. The company was big and stable and making a lot of money and everything was okay. But I think that in the end, you want to be more, again, when you are alone at home, you want to be proud of what you're doing and not only of the results. And I think that, uh, you know, for me today, Okay, the results are not good enough, not yet. They are going to be amazing, but they are not good enough for my expectation. But, you know, when you ask me what I'm doing, I'm so proud to say what I'm doing. You know, I'm so proud to talk. I can talk with you now about parenting for weeks. You're on a mission. So, maybe, maybe, but, you know, it's not the main thing. The main thing is to build a successful company, yeah, uh, by using this mission. But, you know, it's like, you know, when you ask someone in gaming mm-hmm. or in gambling, what are you doing? He starts to sweat, you know, it's like... Uh, well, no, or I'm he helping. doesn't. Or he doesn't. No, but I think it's the difference between you're enjoying now the journey instead of the results. It's having fun on the journey. You know, like, you're kind of fun. There could be someone else that has really fun because he's a big gambler, right? No, I'm saying people that develop technologies for, for gaming, for, for uh, gambling. You know, when I talk with them, it's like, you know, when... When I want to recruit, I want to recruit someone that comes from a company like that. Apologizing, I see. And I and I'm telling you, okay, at night when you go with your friends to a bar, when they ask you, what do you do? And then, don't you want to be proud of, of what you are saying? 
on the, on the answer I, you were I'll saying. I'll tell you, I'm sorry to be a douche here, and you, you, you can attest that I mean what I'm that saying you're here. A douche? I, yeah, no, <laughs> also that. Thank you. Thank you for always being there. Uh, no, but I do not work with people from those industries, like as a policy. Like, I'm uncomfortable with, I, I want to work with people who, who I think their moral, their heart is in the right place. Okay, so you decide what kind of queen you want to be, which is, which is fine. Yeah. Okay, this is my point of view. My point of view, there's no wrong and right. This is who you want no, to be. Sir, yeah, like, of course. he's saying there's people who sweat. I agree. There's also people who are doing that are not sweating. Like, you know, I can give a few examples of, you know, Sheldon Harrison's and Teddy Ziggy's. They're okay with it. It's everything fine. They're very proud of what they're doing. I, I doubt if they sit at night at home and say they're apologizing in any way. But I totally understand that everybody has to find what they're proud of. So they're proud of today, by the way, the result of doing that. They can now buy buildings or help politics. They took it also in their own direction. So if you ask them what they're doing, but they're you know, not doing can't that. Can't you say that about yourself too? I mean, you yes, didn't do so anything. this is the direction he's taking it. You know, it's a complicated uh, issue uh, of what, what can you allow yourself to be proud of? And I think that, uh, you know, from my point of view, okay, I'm 47 years old, I think, 46. I think that I want to do something that uh, that I'm more proud of the, the results of, of the venture itself and, and the impact it gives. And, the, you know, it's, it's so complicated. I'm two-thirds of my time on planes around the world. But... And and it's and I don't see my family and uh, and we're working crazy hours which is we, ironic we work yeah we work but I know what's happening uh, <laughs> I, this is, I, now we're going to that's why you really made the application yes. right I uh, I uh, I'm working with in Asia and I'm working in North America and in South America so it's around the clock and Israel is the best place in the world to be because the Asians are you know they are awake early morning and the uh, South Americans are awake late hours in mm-hmm. Israel, so you work 24 hours. But then you get an, a, a response like this from a parent, and it fuels you up. And then you get an email from a parent saying, thank you, I found this and that on my kid's phone, and it's amazing that they're doing it, and I didn't know they're doing things like that. But do you think that's kind of your sauce for success? Let me, let me go backwards. I'm going to challenge that for a second. Was it every time it's just an evolution of yourself? Because I'm sure that you said the same sentence, I'm sure, without even asking that, on your first or second company, you, you found yourself like what your KPI is, what your thing is for success. It wasn't today's evolution, so it's a lot bigger today on, on that feedback, but you probably had that fuel feedback from something else, a PL, a profit, an exit, or whatever. And then the next stage and the next stage. So this is the next evolution, like the next time you have to solve world hunger or else you won't go to sleep. Of You're course. just that kind of person look i i agree i of course, of course we had the uh, i was very happy when uh, i got a coca-cola as a client or or another big client or won a, a global uh, pitch or tender of course uh, and definitely the dividend in the end of the year and the growth of the company and uh, selling the company and all of that but you, you you know it's like in some some time you understand that it has no substance like it's it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough look a lot of people work in the israeli electric company or work in uh, i don't know in public companies or whatever. or behind a cubicle somewhere i don't understand that so okay I, I so so, so I, I, let's, let's, let's understand that what don't you understand <laughs> <laughs> 
so many things that I, I don't want to get in trouble with uh, people. So, no, let's, let's do this opposite on yourself. Why do you think you like that? Why I like it? Because you're, you like, know, you're... No, why you like why, that? Why is that? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, because, you know, you're growing something from zero. It's like you're building something that... Why do you want exist. to grow something from zero? This is what I think, this is the skill set I have. This is the passion I have. I think that when you see, like, you know, going through all the challenges, enormous amount of challenges and pressure that, you know, that entrepreneurs don't sleep too much. Not because they don't have the time, because they, they can't fall asleep of the stress they have all the time and the, the tasks they have in their head. Did that ever sort of uh, diminish or, you know, become lower the stress levels or no. is it always a constant? No, it only gets higher. Hmm. It never goes lower. As much as, you, you know, in the beginning, it's very high because you are looking for funding and, and employees and markets and development and R&D and all kinds very stressful and then you you think that it's very stressful and then suddenly you start to grow and then you're responsible also for the clients and you have more employees and, and you team. have more yeah so it's always there it's, so what do you do you enjoy it you, you enjoy it you, you can't it. live without it you go on a vacation for one week after two days you get crazy from doing nothing so you're addicted you 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 enjoy the doing you know you enjoy what, you enjoy what can excite your kids okay what can we think gives more dopamine, okay, than building something that wasn't existing and suddenly see it exist? Like, what do you want to compete with that? He's having fun on the vacation. Well, we can compete with that. What, what, what is that? That's heavy drugs? What, like, what, what kind of feeling? You're making something from zero. Your kids are the only thing that I can imagine that, yeah. that respectfully have a competition between those two. Look, in the beginning, we used to go on vacation. I used to take a laptop with me. Now that we have the smartphones, you don't need to bring a laptop because you can do a lot of things with the smartphone. So, but anyways, uh, I go on taking a laptop because it's easier to do it on the laptop than on a smartphone. So I think that it's you can find the balance. I'm How did you the find balance. that? That was your skill set, though. Like, what was the pivot moment? I I think that uh, first of all, I never worked for anyone. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask. Yeah, I never worked never. for any. I, once I tried to get a job and uh, they didn't want to hire me. What, where was that? Like, not specifically the name of the company, but what did you want to do? I wanted to work on the inter- on NetVision. Okay. I'm from Haifa. So we right. NetVision. And they didn't hire me. To be honest, today I understand that I wouldn't hire myself as well. But uh, over the time, I uh, learned that this is what I like to do. You know, you. I didn't come to be an entrepreneur because I wanted to work for myself and not have a boss and decide when I want to wake up in the morning. I knew from day one that if I work for myself, I work 10 times harder, and I'm 100 times more stressed. It wasn't a surprise for me. Most of the people are surprised that when they they open their own company, they work much harder, and they are more dedicated to their... Yeah, the worst boss. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're responsible for everything. So it wasn't a surprise for me. I can say that working today with a team of... uh, the best experts in every field uh, that we have today on Bosco. Uh, my CTO is much more experienced for me. Uh, my UX UI is much more experienced for me. My C- COO is much better than me. Are you maybe now more mature and able to spot that? And maybe when you were younger, you sort of felt like you were better or know, know more than everyone? 
without uh, being arrogant. When we started the digital uh, agency, it was very complicated for us to recruit good people. It was very complicated. We had to raise them. We had to take young, young uh, people. Some of them, in the beginning, definitely, there are people that couldn't find work in the marketing uh, field. And we had to uh, teach them how to do. Now, we knew nothing. Were you looking for, like, the outcasts? Oh, of course. But they didn't want to come for, to us. They wanted to do TV ads. No one, no one came to us. It's like, it's like, you know. So you had the vision, and it was you were ahead of your time in a, in in some sense. I don't know if I was ahead of my time, but you Because know, it, it was the early, yeah, yeah, it was the early time. But uh, we had to learn everything by ourselves, and uh, we had to read a lot. Uh, so uh, we had to train a lot of people. We had to tell them what to do. In the beginning, we had to uh, we had to guide a lot. Uh, we had no no other option. After two or three years, uh, we built ourselves a brand, and uh, we managed to recruit amazing people. So uh, I could have ideas, and I tried to uh, convince the team uh, to do what I wanted. But, you know, you can't take someone that is like an expert and tell him what to do. He will leave you. So, uh, we and it's also why take them if you want to tell them what to do. You're right. Uh, There are people that do it for their ego and all kinds of things like that. Or for, they're scared, maybe. Because some of them are scared about their position. Yeah, so I, 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 never, I never had a problem like that. And definitely today I don't have it as today I have the best people in the world. So it's like... What would you say today is your superpower? Uh, I think that uh, I'm very, very, very good with people. Uh, the fact that uh, I make a lot of friends and, and like it's very easy for me to... To connect with people on a personal level, uh, which uh, in the beginning can scare people, you know, in the U.S., in, in North America, they don't like it. Like in Asia, okay, man, you are asking someone about his kids and he's like, you invaded his uh, private zone. And for me, it's like, it's very natural, the relationships come. Uh, and I think this is... This Did you is, break uh, that ice? Yeah. Yeah. I have friends everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world, I have good friends. That I can call them and, and get their help or advice. Or... It's a great superpower. And your kryptonite? My kryptonite. I think it's, uh, it's my family. Wow, it's that's family. a really powerful answer. That's sort, of, that's sort of a closed loop now for Bosco. It's almost you, philosophical. You saw, my, you saw my business card. Yeah. I'm a founder and dad. On the other side, it's pictures of my kids. So, right. Uh, Which I wanted to say, just that it wasn't a good timing, but I think this is one of the best business cards that I've seen in the world. Can I see? In the world, though. Thank you, sir. Not because of its niceness, graphic designer way. <laughs> As a concept, this is, uh, sorry, this is going to be an extreme compliment. It's not because we invite you here for the podcast. When you say you're good with people, this bringing yourself and making you human and personal, I think this is a perfect card. Because there's a, a picture of your family and of your kids on every single one. And it's a different, there's different versions. Yeah. Are, no, you, are you A-B testing with them? It's not only that. <laughs> It's also the title. It's in the subtleness because he's a founder <laughs> and a dad. And people don't understand. Well, this is from an older self being of someone who's had kids today. When you actually have two things that you're fully doing. It's what you do, which is okay. And what you do at home. Yeah. And these are your real two titles, no matter who you are. Yeah, but I got to put the cynical hat here and say that it's also, it serves your, your app very directly. Okay, so it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. So it's still in the meat. I just said I would do it anyways because this is becoming personal. Because you know what I have in common? Some you're not in the industry of making applications of children. Yeah, are you a mom? 
mm-hmm. we have something in common. Nice to meet you. And that's why it's incredible. I really I love like it. it. So I just wanted to. And I can also attest that good... you are a, a people person, hundred percent. Look, it's uh, you know I, I'm telling. From time to time, we have like a very uh, important meetings with all kind of uh, people that are a little bit uh, in the beginning, full of themselves. Okay. And I always remind my team, you know, they can be whoever they want and do whatever they want, and like okay. In the end, we all go to the toilet together. So they're really all humans. Together? No, sorry, go <laughs> the same way to I'm the kidding. toilet. So it's like uh, it's like you know. In the end, they're all humans. So uh, you can find a way you to cut everyone. The BS. You can find a way to everyone. So uh, yeah. And uh, you're actually doing a few other ventures these days too, right? Yeah, but I mean, this is like I know this is the core one, yeah. but you want to like in a, in a few nah, sentences. Nah, this is this is you want you want us to focus on Boston. Yeah, let's this focus. Is like, Life is short. Well, there's always Google. Like, uh, if yeah. anybody wants to go into it, right? There, yeah. yeah. No, I do, I do recommend people uh, to actually Google Inon's name uh, simply because uh, he's he's modest, and uh, there's a lot of ground that we didn't cover. Never mind. We covered the the important ground and. Uh, Let's do good with, with whatever we uh, create. And for uh, and Bosco, uh, it's for iOS, Android. Anybody can download this, right. correct? In, people, in people every language, everywhere in the world. Oh, and every, there's also different languages already. Like, yeah, we have already update. nine languages. It's only for the text. All the rest, of course, works uh, multilingual. And we're adding more and more languages for your neighbors. In uh, two weeks, we're going to have French. Everyone <laughs> is French here around. Yeah, in Tel Aviv, yes. So uh, there's a transition happening in French. But it's know. only in the summer. No, 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 no. Really? There's a lot of French people. I need to go add more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we uh, just added the Portuguese uh, for our launch in Brazil, Spanish, and now we're, uh, the next language is going to be French. We have uh, already Chinese, Japanese, Indonesian, English, Hebrew, Arabic, Netherlands. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was great. And, and I know what I wish for you is something that I think you're doing our whole life, just continue to do it keep on making up another uh, thing to inspire you to get up every morning and challenge yourself because you're doing a good job with that and it's just it's just growing thank you so much uh, and keep being stressful because people can enjoy some products from you of course <laughs> there, there is no other way to do it thank you Anon thank you good luck bye bye real life superpowers technology real life superpowers